there is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the twilight zone. We're back. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hey, everybody. We're back. They're here. This is it. Purple Pill Show. I am the code. Co-host, Focus 15. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Botdas. Legally changed his name over the weekend. Focus 15. Yeah. The best. That's my new band. I'm going to start that band. No, no we... No, I thought we were gonna do the uh, the bugs. Yeah, no, we are. This is gonna be my side. <laughs> no, there's no. Project. Oh, f me! <laughs> it's the worst thing. Yeah. What what every band member in the world never wants to hear. Yeah, right. Is that's my side project. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's how Blink broke up. That's how a lot of bands broke up. Tom did Boxcar Racer, and then they broke up. <sighs> it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we finally made it. I pushed record. Yes. Taking Bot- dubs. And Tim Botdos was beating me up. Let's go. Just just press the button already. Oh, Let's yeah. record. But uh, it is time. we had to do a little study and um, get the outline going. This episode is called Doubt. Oh, wait. It is called Doubt. Are you going to do the intro? Yes, right now. Oh, okay. Mr. Producer, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> this is the show where we suspend our beliefs on what was and what is, and we use our imagination on what is and what could be. That's it. All right. Just remember that, everybody. Okay. When you start doubting, <laughs> <laughs> everyone gets so worked up. Right. And then it's like, well, dude, we're just suspending our beliefs. Sure. You know. I mean, you know. We don't have to. You don't have to be too hard on yourself. Yeah, no. This is a very friendly show. All right. <laughs> so we're uh, we're hoping that we can all take these purple pills one episode at a time, so we can transcend the matrix. Start loving. Hack the three D. Start giving. And exit the Truman Show. Just be more faithful. Oh, how sweet! More loving. Yeah. Um. Okay. So doubt. This is the uh, this is the big the big subject. Last episode was fear. This one is doubt. So now, how does that piggyback? Well, it piggybacks because you've heard the famous uh, adage: uh, fear and doubt, fear and doubt. Right? This is what this is what everyone always says. Well, there's fear and there's doubt. Yeah. I mean, almost everyone that's you know talks in the normal world, they say fear and they say doubt, or they say doubt and they say fear. Fear and doubt are like brothers. Or maybe yeah. twin twin brothers, mm-hmm. just fear and doubt together. Mm-hmm. Well, there's doubt. Well, now there's fear. You have doubt, leads to fear. Okay, so doubt. Doubt starts. Well, and it's not even just doubt about God or doubt about, it's doubt about yourself, right? Oh, yeah. You're doubting yourself. You're doubting if you're going to get better. You're doubting if you're going to make more money. You're doubting whether you're going to get a job, period. 
I mean, you're just doubting <clears throat> all the time. Meanwhile, you have no idea where you came from. You're born with amnesia. <laughs> okay. You, yeah. you came out of the, uh, the, you know, you, you, you came out of the vagina and you're just, uh, you know, looking around. This is my mom and dad. They tell me they are. Right. You have no clue. You could have been adopted for all you know. You have no idea. I'm scared now. <laughs> but, but you come out, so you have this amnesia, you come out, you're this total miracle. In fear. All right. A total miracle. Mm-hmm. You're screaming. And now you're just going to go ahead and doubt yourself. And then you're looking around, life's pretty amazing. But then the TV gets to you, the school gets to you, and they all tell you, well, it's all very explainable. Meanwhile, they still can't remember what happened before they were, you know, existed. <laughs> you know, they just have a bunch of people right. telling them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, we're this big, fantastic miracle of life. And we're busy doubting all the time. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's too fantastic of a journey to spend a little doubt. That seems, uh, seems like it would make sense. But I mean, oh, we're, sure. we're, we're inundated. I have doubt right now. I have doubt I have whether this time. episode is going to be any good. You know what? I was going to say that. <laughs> but I have so much doubt regarding other things <laughs> that, that that slipped my mind. You're, the doubt sure. meter. Yeah. is. I have too many other things I'm that are more important to doubt, Cody. I'm redlining right now, and it's not on the mic because I'm watching the meter. It's because I have doubt. You're, I'm, I'm, red- doubting, I'm doubting the episode. I'm, you know, it's just how can we make it stop? It, it needs to stop. Well, what's the opposite of doubt? Faith and belief. Belief. Yeah, trust. You oh, have to trust. Right. You have to trust and not doubt. Okay. So and, you change your belief. And every spiritual discipline agrees with this. I'm going to read this real quick. It's Romans 14, 23. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats. Right? Meaning eats the doubt, right? Because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. Right, which is being on the wrong path. Yes. Which 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 is doubt. Yes. Because and I eat a lot of doubt. <laughs> you're you're at the buffet. I ate it for breakfast you're, before is, I came here. Is Vegas da- a lot of doubt? Or the people that win big in Vegas? You go out to Vegas, I'm immediately in the car with the kids, the wife, the whole thing. We're just going to go. We think we're just going to go see. But I have, you know, we're just going to see some fun, you know, lights and things. But, right. you know, after the kids are asleep, I'm going to the casino. Okay. And I don't have any doubt. I'm going to win. And what happens? And I've, I don't know, I'm probably about 50-50. Oh, okay. But whether I win or whether I lose, I won something, right? I, was, I had blessings to get there. I had blessings to have money to gamble. All kinds of time with your family. <laughs> All kinds on of a new adventure with your family. Exactly. So right. I've so right. I've so even if you lose five hundred bucks, what is it compared to these this great experience you had and the fun you had staying up after you know um, you visited with the wife, you put the kids to bed, you, you drove all the way out to Vegas, you're having this whole adventure, and then it's just you and uh, all that cigarette smoke that makes you cough, nausea, nausea, yeah, <laughs> and and uh, and and some gambling and and some stuff like that, and so. Did you really lose? It doesn't sound like it. I mean, if if I mean, guess if your bank account's completely priceless dry. memories. No? Yeah, right, right. So, 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 therefore, but I have doubt in other things, right? I have doubt whether the show is going to be any good or whether 
my car is going to break down or, or if the mechanic was knew what he was doing, you know, he, I got the car serviced and I'm rolling out of there and I've had experiences in the past <laughs> where, right, right. you know, he leaves a, a cap off and then there's oil all over the engine or whatever. Did he do his job right? Should I, should I open up? Well, that thing? Yeah, that's that. Why is that? Why has the mechanic thing been a thing for so long? That was the Dead Kennedy song, Trust Your Mechanic. Remember that? Yeah, it's it's been a thing since probably since the beginning of cars and mechanics. Mechanics have no incentive <laughs> to fix your car perfectly so that you never come back. Oh, that's why. Yeah, same with doctors and dentists. They're going to loosen some stuff just so you come back next year. Doctors, dentists. Wow. No incentive. You know what? When was the last time you actually went to a doctor? Nothing was wrong. You just went for a check and you went, everything's great. Never come see me again. <laughs> see you in a year and a half. You're eating all the veggies. You're flossing. Oh, gosh. You know. Dude, this episode's called Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. So, yeah, you're eating at the buffet right. of Doubt, and there's really just no need for it. It's not, it's not going to get you anywhere. Right. You know, the, 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 the negative anomalies that happen don't need any more help. Uh, they don't need any more help to, to get moving, okay? Things are going to... Tomorrow will worry about itself. That's what the master oh, says. Oh, right. Right? And so the doubt inevitably <clears throat> leads to fear, right? And then... and then Every time. Every time. And then... Because if doubt doesn't lead to fear, then there's no worry. So it's, it's doubt. It's a little insidious thing, right? Because if a little doubt, you think to yourself, well, that's okay. It leads to a bigger doubt. So... Pretty soon, all doubt's okay. Now you're not trusting at all, and everything's going haywire. Oh, dude, it leads to so much more. You've been... Fear, anxiety, depression, worry. I mean, all that. Yeah, and then guess what? You create your reality Uh with the things you imagine, and your doubting is imagining negative things happening. And so then those things happen, and then it reinforces your doubt, and you go, okay, well. Now I'm going to be ahead of it. And so then you doubt and worry even more. So we're going to go in and we're going to, we're going to try to cure this. Okay. We're going to try to I'm excited this. for this. We're going to, we're going to cure this doubt. Right? Yeah. Well, at least we're going to make it where <clears throat> you, we really need to, it's in your best interest to not do it. Oh, for sure. At all. In any situation. Okay, so we're going to start with uh, Matthew 14, uh, verse 22. Jesus, the master, walks on water. They get back in the boat. Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. Excuse me. Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, He went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! (laughs) But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, 
tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. So now Peter's walking on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong winds and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And then after that, the, the, it's just over. He never gets an answer to that. Why did Peter doubt him? So first off, Peter walked on water. <laughs> I know, right? I never knew that. Jesus is the only one that walked on water? No. No, wrong. Peter walked on water as well as Jesus. Wow. Okay. So, so this is pretty intense. So Jesus is given a sermon and he's going to disperse the people. And he tells the disciples to get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. And this is a big lake. This isn't just Big Bear Lake. Right, right. Okay. This is one of the great lakes. This is this is this is a mass Lake Erie. <laughs> this is huge where there's wave, there's a whole Obviously, thing. Obviously, it's Storm. Lake Erie because people are walking on it. <laughs> um, and so he, and so 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 Jesus says, "Hey, you guys get back in a boat. You cross to the other side. I'm going to send people home." Well, don't I mean, how's Jesus going to What's going on here? So, you guys are just going to leave me. Right. So the disciples go, they get in the boat, they go out. 3 a.m. I love how it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. I love how God knows that 3 o'clock is just the absolute worst. It's just the bewitching <laughs> hour, right? It's not 2 o'clock. We all hey, stay up till 2 o'clock. Nothing good happens after 2. I mean, look at dude. I like playing video games. 2 o'clock is basically the cutoff. Every one right. of us knows. I don't care if you're reading books till 2 a.m. I don't care if you're playing guitar, if you're writing, whatever you're doing. Hey, that's why I like Smoking bars cigarettes. and stuff. I don't care. Shut down at 2. <laughs> Shut down at 2. Because we all know as soon as it hits 2.30 and if it ever hits 3, you're like, my God, I've got to go. It's game over. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> and even the, even, even the Bible agrees, right? Right. About 3 o'clock in the morning, just, you just already know. It already sets the stage. Just your, the, the rings under their eyes. The, eye, the disciples' yeah. eyeballs are bloodshot. They're pissed off at, God, at Jesus, the master, because he sent them out by, him, by themselves, and then there's a big storm, yeah. wind, and huge waves, you know? And 3 o'clock, so he doesn't, so Jesus doesn't come back at 2, not at 2.30. Doesn't, he comes at 3 o'clock in the morning, about, so what, 2.50? About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. So the disciples are like, first off, they're not sleeping because there's a bunch of waves and wind. Oh, for sure. They're probably trying to. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. I mean, is there a bigger word than terrified? There should be because I- Petrified? Petrified? I don't believe- no, terrified is, I terrified think, the biggest is because the biggest. it's just your, it's beyond, it's the ultimate fear, right? Petrified Terror. Like frozen. Terrified is like. It's the ultimate fear. They, then they say, in their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame them. How can Jesus be walking towards us? So what, he just sent all the people home and then went, oh, they went that way and just started walking right on the lake. Yes. That's epic. That's First phenomenal. off, that's baller. Yeah. First off, that's the only way I want Jesus to be walking towards anyone right. on water during a huge freaking tsunami storm on this on this massive lake. Okay, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. I like how like what says that too. At once. He didn't wait for any 
it's a ghost. Don't be afraid. I mean, that's at once, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get quicker than that? It's a ghost. Don't be afraid. <laughs> right. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I like that too. Have some courage for crying out loud. Just a good old, just a good father. Take courage. I am here. And then I love the disciples' immediate response. Peter, of all people, right? The yeah. cornerstone. Yeah. Well, Lord, if it's really you, <laughs> there's that doubt. They don't even believe it's him. They just called him, <laughs> they just called him a ghost. I don't blame him for that one. Right. Then immediately Jesus says, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. I am here, exclamation point. I am here. Yeah. And then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you and have me walk on the water. <laughs> I know. Why not just, why don't you come here and just get in the boat? If it's really you, come closer so we can see you and touch you. No, instead it's, hey, I want to walk on water. I don't blame him. Lord, if it's really you, make me walk on water. <laughs> Jesus loves it. Does. And he does. Well, he's, we're children. We're, I mean, we're, you know, he lives within us. Right, right, right. Father's within him. He's within us. So we're, his, we're children. We're, we're little sons of God. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat. How come no one's trying to water. stop him? Going, you're nuts. It's a poltergeist. No one's stopping him. Who's all there? Then again, well, it's the disciples, so it's the 12 so it's disciples. All of them. Yeah. Peter, it's all of them. Peter just went for it. Well, Peter's pretty. Peter's the alpha, you know what right. I mean? He's baller. He has the sword, and he's always trying to, you know, he cuts the, no one will arrest you. You know, he's a real alpha male. So Peter went over the side of the boat. I guess that's why. No one wants to stop Peter. He'll punch so you in the this, mouth. Okay, so wait a minute. Peter can walk on water. Peter's Peter, not the son of God. We can all that's walk Jesus. on water. Right. I mean, this is kind of groundbreaking because he's oh. just a regular dude. We're regular dudes. Right. Absolutely. And Peter walked on water. Yes. If it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. Boom. <laughs> okay. All things are possible. Yeah. He's not the son of God. No, but well, he, I mean, is he is the light. Well, he is a son of God, small he ass, small light. G. Yeah, he, yes, he is the he light. Is we are the me, light. I am in you. Right, right. There's no question. And it doesn't say here that Jesus, you know, Jesus doesn't say, he just says, yes, come. You know, like a, like a, like your best friend, like your dad would. Right. He doesn't go, I give you now the power to walk on water. Come towards me, Peter. I am God. So he did it without really thinking. He just went for it. Yeah, he just. <laughs> Well, and I mean, did it. well, Peter's is pretty, pre so Peter imagines it, right? So Peter's very uh, descriptive here. Right. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yeah. Yes, come, Jesus said. So, yeah, he doesn't, you know, there's not a big, there's not a lot of pomp and circumstance, yet Peter comes walking in the water. Um, okay. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves... So, so, so Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. Everything's great. Yeah. He's walking on water toward, how far away is Jesus? He's pretty far away. They can't even see him that well. That's why they're saying it's a ghost. So he's probably 20 yards. Yeah. They can still hear him, but he is having to yell with the exclamation point, right? Okay. Right. So Peter went over the side of the boat. Uh, but when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. 
So for, for, so Peter says, save me, Lord. The response to that is you have so little faith. Isn't that telling? You shouldn't even be in a situation where you have to say, save me, Lord. Right. Because you should be trusting the whole time. His response to save me, Lord, is you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? He doesn't, he doesn't go, yes, now that you've asked me to save you, now I am here. He goes, Jiminy Christmas. (laughs) You have so little faith. It's just what a dad would do. Hey, it's just a scratch. Don't cry about it and get up. Get back on your bike and start going. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Immediately. Uh I like that. He's immediately going to grab you too. The master's going to, he grabs us all, all the time. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? Why did he doubt him? Because he saw. Because he saw the way. Because he saw the wind, wind and, and the waves. waves. Right, right. And right. he was terrified and right. began to sink. But he was walking on the water before that. So he had the faith. He had the belief. He was doing fine. And then the world came at him. And so this is what happens. And then he says, save me, Lord. This is, ev- this is all of us, right? It is. And there's winds and waves everywhere. There's always winds and waves. Let's just get used to it already. Who cares if there's winds and waves? Who cares? Who cares if there's winds and waves? You either believe the world or you believe the master. I mean, it's just so sad. Sometimes it's too much. We could be walking on water. Hey, the winds can be 50, 60, up to 80 miles an hour, bro. (laughs) The winds and the waves. This guy's walking on water towards the Lord, towards the master. And then winds and waves. If I'm walking on water, nothing could get me from going, wow. Why didn't you just walk right over the wave? Just run towards it. Run towards it. You're walking on the water. Yeah. But it just goes to show us. You know, we shouldn't even be in this position. Oh. We shouldn't be in. We shouldn't be in the position where we're doing a podcast on doubt. <laughs> t- terrified. Oh, for sure. No. Or 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 not trusting, because all it does is it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Right. Notice he only sinks after he's terrified. It's not the waves and the wind. It, shouldn't it say? By logic, shouldn't it say, then the winds blew him down? It should say this. So Peter went over the side of the boat and the strong winds knocked him down and the waves started crashing over him. Right. Right. Or, or it should say, so Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus very briefly before the strong winds and the huge waves knocked him on his ass. And then he shouted, save me, Lord. No, 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 no. None of that happens. So he's feeling these winds, he's seeing these waves, but they're not the cause of him sinking right? at all. So how real are they then? They're not the thing. I mean, it's very rough, obviously. It's 3 a.m. They haven't been sleeping, right? So it's his fear that makes him sink. What was that other scripture you found? He was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Oh, yeah. What was okay. the one in James that you found yeah. about wind and waves? So then James, and this is going to be James 1, verses 5 through 8. Yeah. And the reason Tim brings this up is because it, it brings up doubt and faith and uses wind and waves. Again. Again, as, as the analogy. Right. 
If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded person, unstable in all his ways. And there it is. There it is. There's this thing I keep hammering home. In so many of these episodes, you either believe the world or you believe the master. (laughs) You have to make the choice. Right. Okay? Yeah. There's no in-between. Um, and, 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 okay, so let's read it again. if you do, if you're in between, you're just flip-flopping back and forth. <laughs> but the, you're getting tossed by the waves and blown by the wind. And maybe I, maybe I'm not communicating it effectively, but the world, okay, the 3D, which I call it, the Truman Show, all right? Yeah. It doesn't need your belief. It has billions of other people. It doesn't need any more help. You lose nothing by not believing it. You gain everything by believing the master. You gain everything by believing the master and rejecting the world. Because it's not like you can't communicate with people. You know all the rules in the world and the, what, what they say it all is and how everything works. Yeah. So it's not like you're going insane. It's not like you're going to be some weirdo. You're going to be your normal self. But when you hear things, you're not going to believe them. Because you're going to trust the master who lives within you. Yes, those things happen to those people because those people believe the world. The world is going to take care of its own and the master is going to take care of his own. Do you understand? Yeah. That's the way this works. And I'm going to, I'm going to uh, go to a um, spiritual friend here. That's right. It's right here. Okay. This guy's pretty pretty spot on. Okay, and it says here. So just real quick. Um, character in the Bible, Zechariah, really, really old. He really wanted a, uh, a son, and he was a very faithful uh, believer. God said, okay, I'm going to give you a son. But he's like 90, dude, or something. And his wife is just as old as he is. He could be older. I'm not exactly sure how old they are. They're very freaking old. God says, you're going to have a son. Zechariah uh, goes, what? Well, I don't think so. That's impossible. I'm too old to have a son. Okay, now hold that thought. Okay, now I'm going to read this. When Zechariah was visited by the angel of the Lord and told that he, and told that he would have a son in Luke 1, verses 11 through 17, he doubted the word given to him. He logically assumed that he and his wife were too old to have children. And in response to his doubt, the angel said he would be mute, cannot speak, until the day the child's born. Zechariah doubted God's ability to overcome natural obstacles. Many people today share the same doubt. Anytime we allow human reason to overshadow faith or belief, faith and belief, same thing, Anytime we allow human reason to overshadow belief in God or his promises, 
sinful doubt, which sin is just being on the wrong path. Mm -hmm. Sinful doubt is the result. Anytime we allow human reason to overshadow belief in God or his promises. It's a sin. It's you're on the wrong road. Right. Sinful doubt is the result. No matter how logical our reasons may seem, God has made foolish the wisdom of the world. That's exactly why Peter's walking on water. You can't walk on water, can you? World, world logic. Mm -hmm. Can you? Can you? Yes or no, according to world logic. No, you can't, right? Well, Peter does. And so does Jesus. Boom, done. Yeah. Okay, so God has made foolish the wisdom of the world. And he seemingly, and his seemingly, and man's seemingly foolish plans. Oh, no, excuse me. God has made foolish the wisdom of the world. And they are, and God's plans are far wiser than man's. Faith, belief is trusting God, even when his plan goes against human reason or experience. My wife had an experience. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. She she, uh, mentioned to me, kids have been sick, et cetera, et cetera. My son has this tonsil thing that he inherited from me. I just had the worst tonsils when I was a kid. I mean, I was sick so often. Always a sore throat. With tonsillitis. Tonsillitis is a weird thing if you look it up. It is this thing where your tonsils get infected, inflamed, inflamed, and and it can be bacterial, it can be viral, it can be, you know, know, the doctors have no clue, but it can be so many different things. But each time you get it, it's not that you're, I didn't even, I don't even remember a sore throat from tonsillitis. What I do remember is this, 104 fevers, don't want to eat, can't sleep. You can't swallow. It feels like the flu. Right. You have like a bad flu and it lasts three, four, five. I remember being in bed for six days when I was a kid, a lot. That's when you watch The Price is Right, The, um, the uh, I Three's dream Company, I Dream, <laughs> I dream of Genie. You watch all those great shows. That's how you become so acquainted because I spent right. so much time at home with tonsillitis. And my mom always threw, tossed around this idea about getting my tonsils removed or whatever, but never did. Anyway, I had, I had the similar strep throat. Oh, you did? Pretty yeah. much like Yeah, Batman kids always get that too. Yeah. Yeah, it's Batman it's and Robin. It's the worst. Yeah, They're it's, the worst. It's fear and doubt. Okay. It's Batman <laughs> and Robin. It's strep throat right. and right. it's uh, tonsillitis. So anyway, um, my son's going through that. And and so, uh, you know, the wife has been trying to jump through all these different medical hoops to try to get these certain things happening. And as soon as she she told me this, as soon as she gave it to God. All these serendipitous actions started happening to her. She went to this uh, doctor who she met this person in the um, waiting room. And that person had a referral for a good person at Chalk Hospital that already that deals with. Anyway, it turns out there's always different specialists and these perfect people to kind of get rid of this situation for us. But that didn't happen until she kind of relinquished her anxiety and her doubt and just gave it to God until she was Peter in the boat or actually sinking going, save me. And Jesus responded, why do you have so little faith? You know, but, and it's not that she does, but the point is let's have it sooner. You know? Yeah. The faith didn't come in until we kind of exhaust in my, the, for me, from the outside looking in, she may have a different experience, but outside looking in, I don't know when she gave it to God to God, and just kind of relinquished it. Mm-hmm. But it seems that it was later in the process than, than earlier. 
also you can think in your heart, oh, I'm giving it to God, but not really. You're still holding on to the steering wheel. I do that all the time. Okay, I but mean, you, I'm but, guilty of that. Okay, all the but time. you think you're giving it to God? Oh yeah. But you know the difference when you really give it, when it just goes out of your mind, and you go, you know what? I'm all done, and let's just see what happens. It's so funny. That's that when you you're giving that it because I do pray about things, and then once God starts trying to take it over, I'm like, I don't want to let go. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. Terrible. I know. It's so, so that's so bad. It's it's really when you just let go for sure. Okay, and you just let, you know, and it's a kind of a cliche thing, you know, let go, let God, but you know, you're not letting go. You're grabbing hard and firmer to the promises. You're, oh, grab, yeah. you're grabbing harder and firmer towards what he said and what he said to do, which is not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Right. I, I help. The, I, I make sure the bird's going to be okay. Why wouldn't I make sure you're going to be okay? So you're grabbing hold of the belief rather than holding on to the world. And every time you do that, you'll see it works out. It works out. Now, it may take longer. Well, I had a friend that was very successful uh, in my 20s and then um, extremely successful. And uh, then he got too big for his britches, so to speak, and came crumbling down. Um, But through that crumbling it seems that he now is, is coming into more of a firmer understanding of who he is and has more is, is starting to have more empathy now. Right. But, but if he didn't have the success and the fall, he wouldn't have been able to come out, uh, out of the cocoon, so to speak into it, you know, into a new creation where you, you have more uh, self-realization Mm-hmm. And more, uh, you know, faith and, and belief. I mean, I mean, this is you know, this is like working out and lifting weights. You have to believe and fail, believe and fail, and you have to toss. You have to, you know, the world is your is your girlfriend. You're trying to break up with, and it's really hard. She she looks great and she does all the things you love, but you know what I mean. She's, <laughs> you know, people are so scared, fearful of failing, of failure. And it's really just, you know, you wouldn't be able to grow without it. How many times do we practice our scales on our instruments and fail? I, I do it every day. Every <laughs> right? Night. And but, but eventually you go, oh, wait, this, this leads to that. That pattern is over here. Right. And you, right. know, you have to be willing to fail. If you're not failing, you're not taking any risks. Sure. And, you're, and also, if you're not failing, you're having no faith. You're having no belief right. in yourself or the master or any of the teaching or even in the world. I mean, you just, that's the ultimate failure, you know, is unbelief, right? Doubt. Cause if you're to- going for it, you're believing that you can do it. So even if you fail at whatever it is, I mean, you're still, you still go for it. You get up and go for it. I, I mean, you got to You got to do that. You got to go for it. You, you have to look, Peter sinks into the, into the water. The master picks him up and you know, the master doesn't go, okay, well now you're done. Okay. Cause I see that you're just a faithless heathen. <laughs> so why don't you get the heck out of my freaking disciples? And I need right. to get a new 12, right? No, you know, they keep going. He, he, you know, this, this is, if, if, if it's going to happen to Peter, it's going to happen to us. And if it does, 
we're in a good spot because that means we're at least listening. We're trying, right? What about the guy that never got out of the boat to try to walk on the water? Yeah. And, and never got terrified by the waves. That's what I was just waves. thinking. What about these other guys that okay. are in the boat? They just saw Peter walk on water <laughs> at least a couple steps. Right, right. But at least, at least Peter's even having the experience. What about the people on the mainland that they just went home that night? They didn't even get to have that experience. So you must be walking close with the Lord if you're believing and then and then and then uh, uh, losing that and, and kind of walking both ways. You know, you're sinking and you're swimming, or sinking and walking, I should say. Right. Um, I wanted to say that I wanted to uh, read this other part here. It says here, um, okay, it says right here. Contrary to the humanistic view that doubt is essential to life, the Bible says that doubt is a destroyer of life. Uh, what's this from? Spiritual friends? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a spiritual friend. Um, doubt? But it's a Bible spiritual friend. It's the destroyer of life. Contrary to the humanistic view. That's what I like about that. This is a commentary. Contrary right. to the humanistic view that doubt is essential to life. The Bible says that doubt is a destroyer of life. Doesn't the doesn't the the world say that that doubt is you know, the world talks about doubt as if it's just a normal. Oh, absolutely, you need to have these doubts. It encourages doubt, and because it, it, it reframes it, you know, uh, doubt everything instead of question everything. It's doubt everything or. What is someone trying to get over on you? You know, it could turn into a judgment or a selfish thing. Someone's trying to take something from you. you know, oh, we, for sure. We had a close friend like that, that literally every action was based on what if someone's trying to take something from me, including us, right? Right. Was, right? That's doubt. Had a couple friends. So like the that. world is always encouraging <laughs> doubt. But, but, but why is the world encouraging doubt? Because it's controlling the sons of God. That's yeah, us. for sure. Because it's a 3D and it thrives on that. It's still it in your imagination and your faith. Yeah, your, your belief. The world can't have the power without us giving it power with our doubt. Yes. Without us giving our authority over to it with our doubt. Doubt leads to fear. Fear leads to unbelief. And it's all the, I mean, you know, doubt is unbelief. Right. Um, um, so doubt is a destroyer of life. Life in the sense of, um, what's that verse? Uh, well, God wants you to have life, thing. and He wants you to have it abundantly. Oh, for sure. That's a that's a great scripture. So, so it's a destroyer the, of life abundantly, clearly. So Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Right, it's a popular saying. Absolutely, I am the light. You're, the light is I in am. me. I am uh, in you. Right, I am the way. So I am is the way. So unbelief or doubt would be the destroyer of what he's providing in eternal life. You're just destroying it with the doubt. Yeah, well, you won't accept it. Right. I kind of wanted to read this one. This is Matthew. It's always Matthew. I just I feel know. like it's always Matthew. <laughs> no, but I got a mark in here. Uh, we just did a James. Oh, okay. So this is 17, so Matthew 17, 14, when uh, Jesus heals a boy with a demon, right? This is after... Oh, yeah. Uh, the disciples, right? Couldn't. Yes. Yes. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples and they could not heal him. 
And Jesus answered, <laughs> O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? He said to them, Because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like the mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move, and it will move. That's great. It's the best. Well, the... <laughs> What sucks <laughs> is that this dude totally throws the disciples under the bus. Oh, yeah. He throws the disciples under the bus. He didn't have to say your disciples couldn't heal him. Well, they couldn't do it. Uh, look, just, 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 just ask Jesus for help. He's right here. You don't have to throw the disciples under the bus. Right. The disciples got in a lot of trouble. That's why he's like, oh, faithless generation. <laughs> they got yelled at. Yeah, you got, they got Exclamation yelled at. Exclamation point. They got yelled at. They don't like, he, he's upset. This comes on the heels that, you know. He's up talking to his dad and figures out he's not going to be able to ascend right then. I think my point is this, by reading that. We're the disciples. Yeah, no, no. I mean, we are. <laughs> we're the Well, we are the we're disciples. The new generation Dis of the faithless and perverse generation. Absolutely. And if he's calling the disciples that, then we're in darn good company. <laughs> right? Because because they're because of their faithlessness. Sometimes if he's calling them perverse. What's he calling us? Oh, it's over. Well, when it's we're over. Well, well, hold on. When we are behaving with doubt, unbelief, and fear, then we are. Oh, hundred percent. We are a perverse and faithless generation if we're doing that. But it's moment to moment, right? Because right after this, he doesn't disband the disciples and go, you know, go eat shit. He no says, he says, let's go. And then, uh, and then uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection, and then he gets real sweet. No, after that, after that, right after that, he tells them, you know what? Because of this, because of what you guys did, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get killed. They're gonna, <laughs> gonna kill me. Yeah, right. right. Because you guys, well, you know, he, he's because of their unbelief. I right. have to go do the ultimate miracle. Yeah. And you got, you know, I'm going to have to to die and, and rise again so you guys can actually believe now. Every, and it works. I everybody mean, everybody gets saved. Hey, after he does that, these guys really start. That's when it goes, you know, that's when he tells him about the Holy Spirit's going to come. He gets really happy after when he yeah. when he resurrects and he appears to all the 500 and after um, and he eats fish with them. He eats a nice dinner with them. He confronts Thomas. Yeah. And yeah. says, do not doubt. After that the disciples become it's almost like Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. Remember when he, with the opening scene, he's in Jabba's, uh, uh, he's there to s uh, save Han Solo. Yeah. And he's in Jabba's castle. Yeah. yeah and he's yeah. just a badass now. Luke's just a badass. He's oh, just, yes. he's in the black cloak. He's just using the force at will. Right. He destroys the Bantha monster. These I are mean, not the droids. There's yeah. just no, no one can step to <laughs> right. him at this point. Right? right. So this is what happens. Uh, Jesus, the master gets really sweet. And after that, the disciples start being like Luke and return. I mean, that's when it goes into acts and they start casting out demons. No problem. They start healing blind people as well. And that's all. And we can do all that. We can do all that right now. We just got to start believing and, and, uh, and, and stop this, stop this doubting. And, and it's, you know, it starts out small. So what I've been doing, I'm going through a lot of, a lot of things right now. And, uh, I can honestly say 
that I'm not doubting and I'm fully trusting. And it's beyond that even. I'm knowing. I know. I know exactly that it's going to work out for all of our good. I know it. And so I'm really in the moment because if I'm not in the moment, dude, my mind starts projecting all types of scenarios that that aren't true at all. And they're negative. Oh, yeah. If you're thinking about stuff in the future or the past. Oh, 100%. So instead, I immediately recognize it as doubt and negative. And it can't be true because I trust the promises of the master. Uh And so I immediately say, in my mind, I just stop it. And I go, oh, that's not true. And then I start immediately picturing the good. What I know is going to happen, which is all types of wonderful things. You can stop yourself. And at first it may feel foofy. It may feel like, oh, now I'm, but it's just the same thing you were doing before. Just because the negative, how, what it is about imagining negative seems more real or it seems more like, um, like it's going to happen. Like this is more likely. Why? Because it's negative. Why aren't we imagining what if the best scenario happens? Why is that so hard? Because we don't feel worthy? Anyway, I'm over it. And I do, I Maybe am. Maybe it's because people, I'm so used to a doom and gloom scenario. Less than. Right. You believe you're less than. Oh, for sure. Well, I've, been, I've thought that way the entire, my whole life. Right, right. I know, I know. And that's the problem. That brings me to another, that brings me to another spiritual friend. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I know we've, we've believed that our whole lives. Where, where did I put this? Um, let me bring that up. Who's this one? Joe Dispenza? No, but I, I really probably should have, but it says right here, you whose mind is darkened by doubt and guilt. Remember this, God gave the Holy spirit to you and gave him the mission to remove all doubt and every trace of guilt that his dear son is laid upon himself. It is impossible that this mission fail. Nothing can prevent what God would have accomplished from accomplishment. Whatever your reactions to the Holy Spirit's voice may be, whatever voice you choose to listen to, whatever strange thoughts may occur to you, God's will is done. You will, you will find the peace in which he, he has established you because he does not change his mind. He is invariable as the peace in which you dwell and of which the Holy Spirit reminds you. See, that right there does give me some comfort. Yeah, he's going to bring you Knowing out of this. Knowing that God's will is good, and it's going to be done no matter what. Right. I do like that part, and I do like to rid yourself of any guilt. It's Holy Spirit's mission to rid you of the guilt. Right. I love that. Which is to remind you of who you are, which is the reason we have this podcast, which is what <laughs> taking the purple pill is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I just need you to slap me in the (laughs) ear with that. You know what I mean? I know. I just, we have to upload the show and then immediately open up our podcast app and listen to our own show. Just to get through the next day. Just to get through the next day. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, boy. It's, look, I've been doing really good and it's, it's only gotten easier, but 
over the last I came through a dark moment. I was going to say I have noticed Three this. Weeks. I feel like you have gotten better because before when we when you first started doing this, it was a lot of breathing technique. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't seen you do that very often. I feel like you Yeah, you've that's leveled where, up. Yeah, right. That's where it started. I really do. That's, Visibly. Like right. that's what I've noticed. I used to do the thing and right. I used to really stop myself. That yes. that was the training wheels. That's you how did you it start. All the time. Fake it to make it. If you have sure. to verbally stop yourself, if you're thinking something negative about yourself, a situation that hasn't happened yet with certain outcomes that may happen or may not, yeah. I verbally would, st- you heard me. I would verbally stop myself. Televisions are going, telling me that, you know, inflation's going to, everything's falling <laughs> apart. And I'm just like, no, it isn't. And no, it won't. And it won't happen to me. And maybe someone, someone else may experience that, but it's not determined that I will. Right. Or all will. Okay. And so I just rejected it verbally. Now, as you uh, thank you so much, it means a lot to me, especially coming from you, a uh, person that's known me my whole life. So, yeah, it's just it's starting to be innate now, mm-hmm. where I hear the world, and it's it's not true. Yeah, it's not true to me for me. And then another person may may expect, well, it happened to me. Well, that's on you. Yeah. Then maybe we should start, maybe you, that individual that just said that to me. See, by by the individual saying that to me, he's trying to infer that, well, then if you're right, how come it happened to me? Because you're you're believing what you want, bro. Right. Everybody gets what they want, whether they like it or not. <laughs> Everybody gets what they believe. Right. Whether they like it or not. That's what a good that father happens. gives you. Hundred percent of the time. Okay. That's if what if your if your if your daddy catches you with the freaking pack of cigarettes, he goes out and buys you a gosh damn carton, and he makes you smoke every fucking one of them, so you never want to smoke again, doesn't he? That's the way it was in the fifties and the sixties. Okay? Wow. Really? Right. Yeah. yeah. And another time. Your daddy gets you, okay, when you're a little kid, yeah, no. But like when you're a teenager and he's already sure. told you things seven or eight and 15 billion times and yeah, you yeah. still don't get it, yeah. he lets you go to jail. He lets oh, you go, sure. yeah. he, he lets the consequences play out so that you can really experience how shitty it is, right? Because bailing you out ain't gonna, it's not gonna stop you, right? So, so why would God, God, and God's better than the dad you had, and I love my daddy. But now he's working with God. Now they're hand in. Now they work hand in hand. So I'm. I've had to learn. I've been on a crash course ever since my daddy passed away. And we, <laughs> so him and God are probably trading notes on my dumbass. Oh yeah. But um, but they're yeah, laughing it up. I've been I've been doing better, and I, I uh, and things are going good under the circumstances, and so I'm getting better at ridding myself of the doubt because it doesn't need any more help. And it already has. So just believe the master, believe any spiritual discipline and believe in yourself because God is within you. So when I say believe in yourself, it's believing in the master. It's believing in the promises because he is within you. Whether you know it or not, he is. It is. It's so easy to forget. You are it. His (laughs) name is I am. Right. And that's about it, I guess. Oh, that was another scripture that you had found. Spiritual friend? No, that you read earlier. I don't know if you still have it up on your computer. It was something about I am. And the way he worded it, it, you, it, it could have been taken three different ways or four different ways. Was it in Neville? You know what I'm talking about? You know yeah, which one I'm John talking 8. about. 
There we go. This one's heavy. It's John 8, verse 24. For if ye believe not that I am, ye shall die in your sins. <laughs> that one's just scary. We should have done that for the fear episode. <laughs> for if ye believe not that I am, ye shall die in your sins. Or doubt. That, I mean, exa- exactly right. right. That's what that right. says. That's what it is. That if you don't believe, which is doubt, that I am. Right. See, see. So the it master, can be taken two different ways. That I right. am, meaning Jesus is, or that I am, meaning you are. And then Jesus, yes, but then Jesus bridges that gap by saying, "He is in me, the Father, and I am, I am in, in you. you." And He says, "I am in you." Yeah. And then this, for ye, for if ye believe not that I am, so yes, the master is, yes, you are, because the master is in you. But if you don't believe that, you're going to die in your sins. You're going to have the, you're going to have the carjackings. You're going to have the waves. You're going to have it all, all the experiences you want because you believe you're less than. I'm dying in my sins. <laughs> right now you are. <laughs> it's over. But it's, it's all over. it's all it's all day to day, month to month, second to second. I'm sinking in the water. No, no, you're not. Well <laughs> you had a you had a you had a surgery and you're going through you you're trying to Is there any single ladies out there? <laughs> no, just kidding. no, we've Oh, oh really? <laughs> oh really? I love it. I love you're it. You're like a Shakespearean play all wrapped in one. Uh, thank okay. you. That's thank the, you. That's the Purple Pill Show. I think that was a compliment. Thanks for listening. Yeah, man, that was a good show. We love you, and uh, we'll well, we're hoping to get an episode up sooner. Go to the shop and buy a freaking T-shirt, please. Somebody, do we have a sh- a shirt that's uh, you know about doubt or fear or something like that? We don't I'm have sure that. Yeah. Have. No, but we've got a bunch of cool ones up there. Right. Represent the show. Um, Take and, a dub. Oh, oh, oh! Leave some reviews, comment, like, subscribe, etc. We're still taking dubs in Kenya. Yeah, we are. Sweet. Kenya, we we moved up uh, five points. We're still in the top two hundred. That's it. All right. Thanks. Well, thanks, you guys. Love you. Bye.